0: Welcome to the Data Center Hawk podcast. Today we're talking about Q4 2020 wrap up, talk about some of the highlights we saw in the quarter with the great David Liggett, the pontiff of prognostication in the data center industry. Yes. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this channel. Make sure you get alerted anytime we post new content, uh, and we're jumping in next. Yeah. David, welcome to 2021. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yes, Happy
1: New Year to you right. and yours even and all like, those that listen.
0: Yes, yes even New Year seems like many, many moons ago. It does. But it's been a, you've been busy. We, I've been we all have been. I've been waiting for you to finish Insight and then I can <laughs> <laughs> start doing my work. Uh, all right, so I think, you know, podcast today, just talk about really Q4. Yeah. You know, some of the key a takeaways wrap up. there. It's yes, kind of a wrap, wrap up. up. Yes. Yeah, that's a good word for a it. A wrap up and a look forward. A wrap up. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, I would say even to to summarize the year of 2020 as a whole would be very helpful. Yes. All right. So let's just st- start with it. You know, so give me like your top headlines from yes. Q4 of 2020.
1: Yeah. Uh, the market demand, I think, finished strong. You know, wasn't as strong as some of the other quarters, but I don't. none of us really expected it to be. And it put a end on one of the most unique years, I think we'll probably look back on ever, as it relates to, you know, just anyone in business or anyone like, uh, personally. Um, and, you know, my takeaway from the data center industry in 2020 was, you know, it was really like unexpected challenges led to almost it led to record year, uh, as it relates to demand, and some of the uh, ways that the industry changed. So, you know, I, I certainly don't wanna say that the, the pandemic has not been hard uh, on people in our industry or people in our space, but I think it's created opportunities that
0: have grown the market. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these companies, I mean, they're really up for the challenge. Yeah. And it was a challenge, but, and and many certainly met that challenge with flying colors. Yeah, and
1: I, the, you know, when, I mean, I think the way we look at the market and maybe people that are listening as well, you know, we we're paying attention to, what's happening with demand in US and European markets, we're looking at how supply is changing, you know, so how uh, data center operators are choosing to not only uh, acquire land, uh, build, and then lease the, that infrastructure to other people, but also like the deal structure and how that's playing out. And that's, they have gotten, you know, more creative and more thoughtful on how to do that and really trying to like listen to what the customer it needs and what, and how to meet those needs over time and I think if there's anything that the pandemic taught us it was that those needs are changing and you know the the data center operators did a good job of listening to those needs and, and figuring out ways to meet them and you know I think the interesting thing we'll talk about a little bit is i i I believe that 2021 will be another strong data center year from a demand and supply perspective so yeah
0: so no big pullback yeah I don't you know maybe not a match right. 2020 but you're not seeing a, like, a huge pullback right
1: i don't think so uh we can talk about it you know a little bit later but i i really feel like
0: there's still some really good signs taking place yeah but how the market will grow yeah so talk about again just a couple of the you know I mean, you touched on a couple of things about deal type yes or deal structure yeah um we'll get into that I think more detail later but just the 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 come at some of the top headlines you know i think we saw you know, several markets had their certainly their strongest quarter in a long time, if yeah. not ever. Um, you know, across North America, you know, we haven't been tracking Europe as long, but I yeah. think you could probably say that similarly. Um, yes, you know, for some of those markets as well. So, yeah,
1: let me know. give you so yeah. So, I'll let me break some highlights from each individual market. Down, I mean, one is uh, Northern Virginia. You know, that market now is doing like fifty to seventy megs a quarter, like average, pretty consistently. Know? Yeah. So I think like this is, again, top of my head, but like first quarter was like. 60 or 70 megs of absorption second quarter was like 150 third was 80 or 90 and then the fourth was like in the 50s or 60s so um you know to put it into context like eight years ago we would go hey how much demand happened in northern virginia in 2013 48 megawatts oh my gosh what a year we're doing that on a quarterly basis now so that's how it's changed so that's that's one thing in northern virginia you know i think that's going to continue um
0: yeah, I would say if you have your uh, data center bingo out, you know you will say you hear the term lumpy a lot. Yes, it is still true in that you know some of those big quarters were still the result of one or two really big deals. Yeah, but those are happening with enough frequency now that if you look at the market as a whole, yeah, it's not as lumpy. Sure, you know you, you know, and so that I think is an interesting it is point, an point of like term, the not as lumpy. Yes, if you if you Might you know those it. little deals you had when you were a kid, and it had a little pen, and you put it in little gear, and you make a little circle. You yes. know, and it, the first time it be like, spike, drop, spike, drop. But you did enough times. Yeah. You'd have a little circle, like a nice yeah. little uniform circle. Yeah. That's what I feel like is going on with the markets. So it used to be like, bit up, yeah, and down. Sure. And now it's like all the ups and downs have started to balance yeah. out. And so that you've seen almost like a consistency of pretty significant demand quarter by quarter.
1: Yeah. And the the one thing I think we've tried to do, and, and, and most people in the market are trying to help uh, people understand that just because there might not be that. Huge level of demand doesn't mean there's a huge, a big fall off in the way these companies are are approaching the market, um, and and that's you know I think some people that are maybe on the on the outside of the market looking in that, that dabble in it a bit maybe make those assumptions when they see that I think those of us that are in it neck deep like we are and others you know realize that like this is part of how how things go, uh, so so that's Northern Virginia, uh, you know it was really interesting to watch Northern New Jersey this year. I mean there was a I think resurgence from financial firms that were looking to either right size IT infrastructure or, you know, a lot of the commitments that they made were like in, you know, 20 uh, 2010 2011 2012. And so some of those are coming due. So you're starting to see some of that but northern New Jersey had, you know, a a stronger year than normal.
0: Sh- Never wanting to let a good uh, crisis go to waste. The government immediately I'm uh, floated attacks on all uh, data center transactions. Yeah, sure. So, you way know, to go, North hopefully
1: they can figure that out because that just, you know, <laughs> I think all of us, you know, just scratching our heads at that one. But, um, you know, uh, Dallas had some, you know, decent absorption in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's an interesting market. There's some dynamics here that um, make larger companies struggle with putting, you know, larger big footprints here. But um, there's some, I think, good things happening uh, here. So uh, Atlanta, you know, saw some decent demand. So when you you factor that all out, Northern California, you go, hey, decent fourth quarter uh, from a demand standpoint.
0: Um, And that that continues with a trend that we called out last quarter of, of, of some of the demand starting to spread. Uh, out of that Northern Virginia epicenter. Yes, again, that's Which right. is great. I think we that's all think right. that's, that's healthy. Yes. And hopefully continues. And it marks the maturity of the cloud providers
1: wanting to ensure that they can meet, you know, there's certain business requirements that are pushing those companies to smaller markets or more strategic markets. So they'll pay higher costs somewhat uh, to get those deals done. And there's some st- strategy going on about, how close those requirements are to one another, et cetera, And I think that's, that will mark 2021 as well. You'll see that happen. Chicago is really the story of the fourth quarter, in my opinion, uh, finally starting to see some bigger cloud, uh, hyperscale requirements there, some other enterprise deals take place. And so that was really a uh, new, uh, uh, that's probably a new like, something that we didn't, I didn't think would happen as quickly as it did. There's been some changes in that market tax incentives, actually, you can get on our website. Uh, we just released a blog on our site uh, that, you know, talks about why Chicago is seeing increased growth. You know, the tax incentive thing, you have uh, Illinois last year, changed tax incentives for data center. Uh, 2019 requirements. Yes. It feels like 2020. Yes. so Um, Long year. And then (laughs) then, that's a whole podcast. Why was 2020 so long? Um, And then uh, and then just the competitive market in Chicago. I mean, it's like if you take Chicago, you know, Dallas, Phoenix, Northern Virginia, Northern California, Atlanta, those, you know, kind of six markets. I mean, you just have like the best data center operators with the best facilities they can build small, they can build big. I mean, it's just, it's very mature from a a competitive standpoint. So um, all that together, fourth quarter was, uh, you know, decent, really decent quarter for the industry. And and I would say there's some really interesting things taking place in the first quarter too.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you mentioned Chicago, I think in addition to the fact that it had a great quarter of leasing, it was still primarily driven by just one large cloud service provider. So I think it will be interesting to watch if others sort of follow suit. Yes, in that regard. Agree. So keep your eye on shytown town uh, You know, and hey, talk a little bit about uh, on the European side. You know, we've yes. got, I think, Man, a, a okay. handful of reps yes. in that market yet.
1: So I'm really excited about what we're doing in Europe. So a couple of quick things. One, you know, we for the last like two years have been tracking the major markets in Europe. Flap D, everybody that listens, you know this, but Frankfurt, London, Amsterdam, Paris, and Dublin. And we track multi-tenant data center spaces. is really important. There's, uh, there is um, development taking place in some of those markets where the very biggest data center users in the world will actually go out. They will buy land themselves. They will own and they will operate that. So that's a certain supply s- amount that is different than the supply amount that, that we're tracking when we look at our specific numbers. So, um, so I just think that's something I would like to say to everyone
0: yeah, and one of the interesting things you mentioned is to me is that you know if you listen to the some of the large publicly traded REITs quarterly earnings reports uh if you're into that sort of thing uh you would have heard that a lot of them have announced like hey they're they're really shifting their focus to europe yeah uh you know if you don't want to listen to those, you can just listen to our summaries because we listen to them our team that's right pulls out all the very right. helpful nuggets I mean, we are distills them sure. in to uh usable actionable information yeah no, so, no, so, but that is a i think we're seeing that.
1: So activity is happening in Europe for sure. Those five markets. We've also added another eight uh, markets as well that are, you know, more secondary in nature. But you're starting to see some bigger activity there. Uh, but, but all that to say, I think, you know, what sticks out to me in 2020 is the continued growth in a market like Frankfurt. You know, this is like obviously one of the financial um, capitals in Europe. You know, when you really think of that, you probably think of like London and Frankfurt. Um, And those companies, you know, continue to grow, cloud service providers in those markets continue to grow. Uh, The ability to get control of a site, uh, work through the permitting process, bring that power online over a period of time takes it takes a while. And so uh, so the data center uh, developments over there are um, harder to come by. So when there is, you know, when you have a pathway to 10, 20, 40 megawatts and can show some of those bigger users that, um, that is a really attractive story. And that's driven a lot of pre leasing. So um, that has taken place. I'm really, I, I think 2021 will be like a continued record year over
0: there. Europe is an interesting continent. How many times have I said that? Well, if you look, yes, but if you you just were to look at the size of the markets, you know, it's London is largest, yes, and so you would be just inclined. The knee jerk would be like, oh, that's the Northern Virginia of Europe, right? But I don't know that that's necessarily true. Yeah, it's very different. Whereas Frank, you know, they've got some some I think land constraints there, maybe some power constraints there, where it doesn't feel the same way in Frankfurt. So they're probably poised to 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 not overtake, but but certainly challenge for preeminence in that.
1: Yeah. And all these, I mean, you know, I mean, when you like break down the basics of what's happening here is it is a this is a push for infrastructure, right? And so if you think about how infrastructure like and say that I mean, like power connectivity, and the maturity of that and the availability of that in these markets. So, um, you know, these areas that were built, you know, hundreds of years before the US, you know, thousands of years, like have different um, infrastructure challenges than, you know, areas that are newer. And so you're, you see that with what's what's happening, you know, you see that with the way that uh, different where buildings are built, how the how the power supply is laid out, the infrastructure is laid out. And I think that's, you know, some of the challenges related to that uh, are experienced in markets, you know, in Europe, that might be older, um, and, and you know, might have less power available. And I would say this. There's some markets in the U.S. that are starting to have less power available. Mm. You know, there's some power issues taking place right now in Northern California. Uh, There's some power issues taking place in areas in Chicago. And when I say power issues, I just mean you got five different data center operators that are trying to plan 40 or 50 megawatt projects, and there ain't that much power there. So, you know, so you've got to figure out over a period of time how that will happen. Now, just because a a company is planning to do a project doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, but you know, what it shows you is, you know, those, those companies are driven by like end user relationships. So you got end users are telling them, Hey, we want to be here. We want to be here. We want to be here. Can you get there? And so that's where they're trying to position themselves to win those deals.
0: Yeah. And that goes, I think underscores like the challenge of just getting a data center online. It seems we just report a hundred megs here, 50 megs there, 40 megs there. It almost seems like we take for granted the large amount of work that goes into literally just bringing one online you have to have probably long long years of planning on yeah. the power side on the fiber side on the land side et cetera, et cetera. and so that you by the time you get to the point where you are actually like you know yeah. digging dirt that you know a lot of the work has been done yeah a lot, the, a lot of the hurdles have been crossed so
1: you're trying to give a shout out to like the operations team right now you know you're saying
0: yeah, they, you know, they need some love the, <laughs> they need <laughs> some love <laughs> no it, you're right i mean there is a ton
1: of work taking place and i think you know and then we can move on but it's like highlighting because the because the market's gotten so much larger, and we are talking about twenty megawatt project, fifty megawatt project, hundred megawatt project, it's just it's it's changed. You know, five t- five years ago, seven years ago, it was talking about you know ten megawatt projects. So, uh, I'm in agreement, and way to go all planning teams that are out there. Yes,
0: you guys rock. All right, this I podcast want, is for you. Yes, let's. I want to return back to you talk about Frankfurt. Talk. You know, again, if people aren't aware, yes, from all of our, you know vast library of previous podcasts why is frankfurt attractive and why are they able to grow more quickly than say like a london or a
1: you know Amsterdam or a paris yeah i think there's just been more of a focus in that market in the last two or three years maybe than there has in the past so uh and so there's companies that have worked out some of the challenges and uh, and and you know have shown a pathway to growth from a power perspective Uh, it's also like highly connected um so i you know I, i don't think it's like a uh, it's other markets aren't performing. I think it's that, you know, that market has had more of a focus by those providers and they've just been able to show how you can grow there.
0: You know what they're doing in Frankfurt there? Uh, the are cracking necks and cashing and checks. Uh, oh,
1: we go. <laughs> I'm not sure where that was going, but yes.
0: I are. like to keep you on your toes, David. I appreciate that. All right, again, once again, I would like to make sure we're getting our uh, data center bingo card filled out. Okay. Uh, talk a little bit about, like, what the hyperscalers are doing. Um, you know, across the U.S. and Europe?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, they're doing a lot. And it's reflective in, you know, the demand. That's a, that's
0: a tweet right there. <laughs> David Liggett on Hyperscalers, quote, they're, they're doing, doing a lot, lot. end quote.
1: Um, yeah, I think one thing is they've got big requirements that are going in, like, major markets. So sure. uh, that's, that's
0: Tell happening. Tell me something I don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, two, there's certainly a... Uh, a product that is being put in the market that is like on the smaller side, like one to four to five megawatt requirements and multiple of those in a market Mm. that is typically serving like a a business requirement that they have. Uh, You know, we have seen that they will actually get uh, business requirements with a customer specifically, and then have to put that in a market because it doesn't fit within their bigger plan. So that's another thing we've seen, we've seen powered shell development take place where they're taking those bigger requirements, they're not actually doing the leasing of the turnkey data center facility, but they're leasing a powered shell where they pay a less um, a, a more, where they pay a cheaper rate to lease the building, mm-hmm. and then they bring the infrastructure in themselves. We're seeing a push to secondary markets in Europe. So you know, um, Mo- Milan, Berlin, um, the Nordics, I mean, markets like that, that, you know, are smaller, like they just don't have the maturity that some of these that we mentioned, London, Frankfurt mm-hmm. have, but they have the need. And so those companies are trying to get more mature in a number of those markets. So those are some of the things that we're seeing, but that's keeping everybody very busy on how to help serve those, you know, requirements moving forward. And, and those hyperscale companies have shown that they will, um they will it's not like they just have one company that they partner with they're partnering with multiple companies in multiple markets
0: yeah you touched on like the powered shell piece and i think that's another trend we're seeing is just the the creativity that some of these data center operators have shown in 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 getting to market like we talked about before just the on one extreme is you know we've got 100 megawatts planned which is basically nothing on the other hand you have fully turnkey data center we have 100 megawatts just sitting there you could move in today and so and and in all in between, you know, they're starting to fill in some of those gaps where almost like if you're a big customer, you can like kind of like pick where yeah. on the development timeline, you want to insert yourself and, sure. and go there.
1: Yeah, this Yeah, it has to do with, you know, timing, like how quickly can you get the you know, how under the gun are you from a requirement perspective and needing to get the capacity to the market. That's one thing too. I mean, it really has to do with moving money around. And I don't mean like, I, I mean, how a company wants to spend their capital. Right. If you are a company that um, would rather, you know, uh, hold your capital back and pay it over a period of time, then finding those turnkey data center opportunities are, you know, that's the way to do it. The 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 uh, the the turnkey like build to suit deals us have uh, gotten more efficient, and at times more stripped down. So I think one thing like we've seen in our space in the last five 10 years is a compression of rates. Mm. And you know, that's a hard thing for people in the real estate business to get their arms around because you see a market that's growing, and demand is up. But the rates, rates have are been, down. Yes. Yeah, so and a lot of
0: guys are just like, does not compete. Right.
1: And a lot of <laughs> it has to do with the fact this is such a young industry, you know, the reason one of the reasons that the rate were so high 10 years ago is because like, there were like two data center operators in some of these markets. So there wasn't a lot of competition and the product was much more, um, you know, it was it was the product today is much it's scaled down it's Mm -hmm. more efficient. Uh, They've gotten better. I mean, you know, so, so it's a different day today. So just to say like what it was in 2010 to where it is in 2021. It's really not a great comparison unless you dig into the details of why on the rate side of things. But you know, that powered shell uh, path uh, you know, get you to the market faster. It allows you as a company to more control, more flexibility. Uh, and if it serves the purpose for what you need, uh, you know, it, it it it's a good solution. And we're seeing that take place. You know, the market, I'll quiz you, what do you think the market is you, we've seen the most of that in? I'm
0: knee jerk, Northern Virginia. That's right. So yeah, I mean, you certainly have seen <laughs> that. Thank you.
1: But starting to see it in Chicago, mm. um, you know, starting to there's there's been some things like in Dallas for a while, but it's because some of the providers that are here, uh, you know, I think you'll see some of that maybe in like Northern California. So keep your eye out. The powered shell it returns, which is also featured in our blog that we released. yes, so just gosh, another shameless plug it's for that. not shameless at all. DataCenterHawk.com backslash blog. Backslash blog.
0: Okay, so looking forward to 2021. I mean, yes. I think you said you expect it to be a strong year. Let me just maybe put a little bit more meat on that as far as, hey, where, where do you expect growth to occur? Maybe, you know, different trends in the yeah. leasing that we expect to continue to develop.
1: Yeah, I was talking to um, someone the other day that mentioned that they had, had a conversation with a contractor that was building you know, some of the data centers that are out there. And one of the things that the contractor said, which I thought was interesting, was this is the year of the big deals. Like 2021 will be the year of the big, big deals. So interesting. one, you would think back, it, what was it, it 2020? Was what I was, say. Yeah. What, so what was 2020? Chopped sure. liver? Yeah, so that, that's <laughs> 60 one. 60 megawatt deals? Yeah, that's one, one side of it. But I, what, the point that that person was making was, you know, for a certain amount of companies, we have seen a them getting more and more comfortable taking down bigger requirements of space if you don't track the industry it's really important to know this we're not this is not 50 companies we're talking about we're talking about probably 10 to 20 Mm -hmm. and and so as those 10 to 20 grow you know their their takedowns have been you know over a period of time like four and a half megawatts nine megawatts 18 megawatts 36 megawatts and now we're starting to see like some commitments in like the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot, you know, as you mentioned before, you know, a lot of times the big absorption can be in a few deals. Well, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, so I would say 2021, watch out for that is some of those bigger, you know, bigger deals, that could get even lumpier. So that's one thing I would, you know, I think is really important. I think there is a push for sure, for companies to have a global offering. You know, because this has become such a international business. I mean, if you serve customers here in the US, there's a great chance that they have international needs, and they're going to be looking to someone to help solve those problems. And so I think if you're a data center operator, uh, I think there will be some acquisitions from either US to European companies or European to US companies, uh, really trying to get more mature in Europe and Asia, uh, because that is those markets are just less mature than what's going on in the U.S. And you mentioned it earlier, that's why you're going to see capital, more capital spent in those areas over the next probably two to three years than here in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at a simple chart of the population of some of these Asian countries, it's easy to see that there will be a large amount of growth there. Because, again, you know, I think. Human nature, armchair analysis here is like people like being on the Internet. They like to do things on the Internet. And so we expect that to continue to grow. Yeah.
1: And, you know, 2020 has was just another reason why, you know, connectivity and your ability to do things remotely is just it's the way of the world now. And it's um, you have to be able to if if you're a business, you have to have a strategy around that. And if you don't, you're going to get caught flat footed. And I think a lot of companies were caught flat footed, you know, this when the pandemic happened. And uh, those companies, I would say, like, probably will not be caught flat footed again. And so I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out hey, how do we have an infrastructure that supports us when we need to be in the office or from home or a hybrid mix of the two. So, um, you know, again, to just to wrap it up, I mean, I think uh, the fourth quarter ended on a really you know strong note uh i believe 2021 will be a strong year certainly the first couple of quarters uh and you know we'll see the rest of the year but if there's one thing that i think i've learned is that in my experience watching this space tracking it like we do is some of these challenges actually create opportunity you know better opportunities for our for the industry because it just makes more people rely on their IT infrastructure, you know, the, the challenges that are created. So I think we'll see, you know, continuing um, growth from that in 2021. And, you know, we're like, we're excited to be in the space we have some, uh, we didn't mention this, or maybe going to the beginning, but we are are now going to be covering uh, markets in Asia. So we are very excited to I mean, we talk about we're really expanding our footprint from a global perspective. And, um And so, man, the US, what's happening in Europe, what's happening in Asia, it is an exciting time to be in our industry.
0: Okay, well, great thoughts as always, David. Appreciate it. Uh, Excited about 2021. Happy
1: 2021 to all, and let's make this a great year better than 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, like David mentioned, uh, if you go to datacenterhawk.com slash blog, we have a full write up on Q4 2020, all the charts and graphs to your heart's content. And then, again, of course, our insight tool where we go into even more detail on all those uh, trends, again, capacity, pricing, supply, demand, et cetera. So check out datacenterhawk.com for more information there and we will catch you next time.